Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Gaia Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, so we are doing another episode about me in my woo-woo, uh, not my hoo-hoo. <laughs> we're talking about my hoo-hoo, we're talking about my woo-woo. And when I say woo-woo, I'm talking about the magical, spiritual, divine being that is me. So in order for, again, I'm show, I'm, I'm being real, I'm being raw, I'm see, you're seeing all of the aspects of who I am um, in the world and what helps me to be so orgasmic, the orgasmic life that you get to hear about, all the funs, all the ventures, when I'm talking about my hoo-ha <laughs> versus my woo-wah. So if you're like, um, that doesn't really resonate, you know, magical Gaia doesn't really, you know, do it for me. That's okay. Carry on. There'll be another episode next month, next week or the week before that you can get caught up on that, uh, where, you know, we're going into the, all the kink and the sex and all the juiciness. Okay. All right. So Hi. Everybody who's like, ooh, excited to listen to my more of my adventures of my woo-woo self. So today I'm going to tell you about one of my magical gifts, which is that I talk to animals. I'm an animal communicator. And I want to share with you what that, how that's shown up for me, how I've in this lifetime that's shown up for me, how I move with that, um, how that's actually gotten me uh, recently. Uh, I have a new animal companion. I have a part owner of a beautiful, wonderful horse named TJ um, because I helped with his healing. And I'll talk about all those things in a second. So everybody, let's, uh, let's do some breathing, shall we? Let's breathe in. Exhale. And I really want you to drop in to this time in this space with me right now. I don't want you to think about anything that you need to be doing. Don't worry about the rest of the world. And I want you to open up your heart and open up your mind to what I'm gonna share with you and the possibilities that I'm going to share with you. Let go of your 
doubting mind, your skepticism. I, I want you to release all of that and just be open to receiving my story. And again, when I talk about my magical side and my magics that I move in the world with, these are my experiences. These are my, this is my reality. And as always, my reality doesn't necessarily mean that's your reality, but it doesn't make my reality wrong, nor does it make your reality wrong. So while you're being in this, 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 while you're in this episode with me, I want you to really be in this episode. I am sharing with you parts of me that I don't share with the world very often, which is why I need to share this stuff because um, it's an important part of who I am. So a little quick backstory in case you don't, you're like, I don't understand why is guy talking about magic and how does, how does that play itself out? So you will see little episodes throughout my orgasmic life where I talk about my magical side, my magics and my gifts, all these things. Um, recently, I just did a couple episodes um, to kind of give you a segue of, um, you know, my evolution into becoming a high priestess, you know, you're often, I, you'll often hear me talk about being a high priestess of divine sexual magic and elemental magics. Well, you know, the, the evolution of how that happened and how that transpired is in episodes 211 and 215. And then I just, a recent episode of 221, where I become my high priestess self. Okay. So um, go listen to those episodes if you're intrigued. Now, I have always, and I didn't know that, like, this is not how people interacted with animals. <laughs> okay. So when I was a little girl, um, animals always talked to me, like everything talked to me. The, the squirrels talked to me, the chipmunks talked to me, the fish talked to me, everything talked to me. My cat talked to me. And it was like when, when animals talk to me, it's depending on the, the species and depending on the intellect of the animal, um, it comes to me in feelings or pictures and sometimes words. And so I had no idea, I, to be honest, I had no idea that that's not what happened. That's not how everybody else interacted with animals. I just thought that's what happens. And I remember some of my earliest memories of, uh, you know, hanging out with my cat, Manu. And Manu was very important for me because uh, Manu was around when I was going through trauma. A lot of my trauma, Manu was there. And uh, Manu would help me, guide me, keep me safe, all these beautiful things. And so there was this deep bond that I had with Manu. And I think that's another reason why animals were so powerful for me is because they communicated, but they kept me safe. And they felt a lot safer than the humans around me when I was a kid. So it was easier for me to bond, to connect, to form connections with them because they were safe. So... 
it's just been a thing. It's it's always been there. I, you know, some some significant animal communication moments or and and animals have always been my guardians and my teachers of like life lessons. So there's different ways in which we can learn from the environment around us. Um, there's, of course, from, you know, all of our observational experiences as a human watching and observing humans. Um, but animals and, and many different uh, cultures believe that animals are guardians and animals have gifts and animals can teach us lessons. And, and I remember as a kid, really, really being drawn to that animals were our teachers and animals were our guardians. And, and so it was needless to say, it was a little complicated and challenging growing up in a Catholic school. <laughs> That's an understatement, by the way. <laughs> this little pagan girl in a Catholic school. <laughs> so, uh, I really question sometimes what my parents were thinking. But anyways, okay. So I remember and see my ability to talk to animals actually worked really well with my belief that God created everything. So as a little girl, taught in Catholicism that God created everything, including all the animals. And so when the animals were talking to me, that was, as far as I was concerned, that was, that was as good as the word of God. God was talking directly because God created the animals and God were part, you know, were, were talking through the animals to me. And so therefore I very much felt like it was very much in line. So I go to school and, and I'm, again, that's, that's, you know, we were taught God created the animals. And so animals, you know, are talking through God, you know, God is talking through the animals and, and then I have a direct connection, a direct line to God through all of my little animal friends who are constantly talking to me and telling me stories and about their adventures and, um, but also teaching me, there are lots of teachings, a lot of education and, you know, life lessons that are, you know, I'm watching and observing and they're teaching me. And so I'm in school. I think, I don't think it happens. I don't think I'm aware that, that my belief system is not actually in line with my supposedly uh, Catholic belief systems that I'm supposed to be <laughs> believing and experiencing. I think I might be in grade four, but grade four or so, um, when it occurs to be that I find out that other people don't talk to animals. And if you are talking to animals, that's either cray cray or blasphemous. And that kind of makes me like a little pagan child that's going to be burned and struck down by lightning. But I don't care. <laughs> surprise, surprise. If you've spent any time with me, I don't care. I'm kind of irreverent in that regard um, because I am very connected to nature and I am very connected to all of my animal friends. So where am I? Am I? Oh, so then when I'm about 14, somewhere between yeah, somewhere between like 13 and 16, 
Um, my mom uh, starts working um, to build a women, help to build a women's shelter on uh, First Nations uh, reservation. And so I get invited into and uh, to the tribe and uh, Nishnabe tribe and um and you know kind of adopted and I'm like this is the best <laughs> like they talk to the trees they talk to the animals everything is like you teaching you stuff and I'm like oh, oh yeah, this makes more sense. This is way more sense. And so um, I start to, you know, I start to realize that, you know, my, my, my gifts of animal communication are really powerful. And, you know, my animal totem at that time, and since is, you know, it's still there, but I have have many more of them um, was the snake. And so I remember my whole childhood, um, I couldn't go anywhere without running into snakes, um, you know, and I live in Ontario, so, you know, none of them are poisonous snakes, um, but they're all, you know, gardener snakes and variations of, you know, very non-lethal snakes. And so, ooh, I'm sorry. And so everywhere I would go, snakes would just, you know, show up and I rescued a snake. Well, I thought I rescued a snake. Um, and, uh, I had this snake called Sammy and Sammy was my bestie and the snake went with me everywhere. I brought him to school. He slept in my bed. We were like besties, besties, besties. And I loved my snake. And so what I found out, um, in, you know, learning about, you know, how each animal, has something to show us and teach us and there are guardians and totems and all these beautiful lessons that animals bring to our lives that the snake as a totem is all about transformation and so that makes perfect sense because if you've ever spent any time with me who I was last week is not who I am this week <laughs> I'm always growing and I'm always evolving and and as this you know as the snake grows it sheds it's the old it sheds the skin and so that was very very powerful and it made perfect sense why the snake was my totem and then as I got older um, I learned that the snake is also a representation of sexuality which again makes perfect sense if you've met me <laughs> if you know anything about me So the snake is always, and still you hang out with me out in nature, there's snakes going to show up somewhere. Um, and, uh, you know, the nice thing is, is that I, you know, again, I have conversations with the snakes. And so even, even when I'm in the tropics and in the jungle and there's poisonous snakes, the snakes may make an appearance to say hello, but they don't, um, you know, they're not, they're not uh, all up in our face in a dangerous sort of way. Um, just so you're aware, if you're like, oh God, I don't want to, I do not want to go to the jungle. <laughs> like snake girl. Uh, but yes, I am a snake uh, tra charmer. Uh, so in that regard, not the traditional charmer, you know, uh, in India where they charm the cobra. Um, I haven't met a cobra. I don't know. That might be a fun idea. Uh, interesting. Anyways, okay, I got sidetracked here, sorry. So 
Snake is my totem, my animal totem. And again, it still shows up for me all the time, but I have many, 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 many animal guardians. And often they will show up like the big ones will show up when I'm in big time distress, or I need some major, major lessons, which is why um, one of my favorite things to do is to go sit in the jungle and just watch and observe. And some of my most profound life lessons um, of how I move in the world and how I live is through being and watching and observing and listening and talking with the animals. So um, I want to tell you, yeah, I have so many animal stories, but I'm going to tell you uh, uh, some, some significant ones that have happened in my life. So when I was, how I, I don't know, how old am I? Um, maybe 30, maybe, but yeah, I think about 30-ish um, or in my mid thirties, I might be in my mid thirties at this point. So um, a significant relationship was coming to an end, but I didn't realize it. And I had been with him for 12 years, 10, 12 years. And um, for the very first time, so I did a whole bunch of things for the very first time. I went up to a cottage. I'd never been alone. I, you know, I grew up in a very large family. Um, you know, I, in a lot of ways, um, because of all of my trauma, I didn't want to be by myself. If I was by myself, I would think, and I didn't want to think. And so I spent a lot of time, you know, trying to avoid that. And one of the things to help to prevent me from feeling or thinking was to always be busy and to be spending time with lots of people and always being with people. So um, I'd never actually been completely alone by myself, uh, quiet. So uh, I decide I'm going to, you know, I've been doing, I had been doing lots of healing and that I was going to like conquer my fear of being alone and reclaim, you know, solitude. So I tell my partner at the time, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do rent this cottage. So I go up into the bush. I rent this cottage. I have no car. He drops me off and I have no technology. And I am there for four days. I think it was about four days. It was the longest four days of my life. <laughs> so. I'm in the forest by myself. And, you know, of course, you know, there's no phone, there's no technology. I, so I wake up and I'm all excited and I, I, you know, go fishing and I would go swimming and I would journal and I would drum and all that kind of stuff. And now it's eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I like now I go have a nap. I go masturbate and have another nap. Oh, it's only noon. It was like, it was like time had slowed, slowed down and was like going in reverse. And so I did a lot of soul searching, a lot of healing, a lot of stuff. I made friends, of course, with the clams, which is not really a good life choice, seeing that they're at the bottom of the food chain. So every morning I'd have to make some new friends because there was some family of otters that were living where I was. Um, so, you know, and I made friends with chipmunks and had lots of chipmunk friends. And so 
my partner of the time comes up to pick me up and I'm all excited because part of this, you know, deep uh, soul searching was also to come up with ways in which we could show up in our relationships better and with each other and, you know, build, reconnect and, you know, build deeper levels of vulnerability and intimacy with each other. And so I had all these wonderful ideas and I, you know, done a whole bunch of soul searching and, and uh, we're sitting outside and he says to me, yeah, I need to find myself. He's like, I don't have any of those answers. I have no idea who I am and I need to find myself and I can't do that with you. And I was devastated. I had, didn't see it coming. I had no idea it was happening. And, um, and so I'm sitting there and of course my little chippy friends like going crazy. Chip, 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 chip. And I look down and I'm like, what's up chippy? And chippy's like, luck. And I look across the way and there's a, a beautiful, gorgeous black bear. And so I say to my partner at the time, I'm like, okay, uh, there's a bear. Slowly back up, go back into the cottage. So we're standing there. And at the moment, one of my, like, this is devastating. Like, I, I can't breathe. I don't know how I'm going to survive. I never, at that point, you know, like, he was my everything. I thought we were going to be together forever. We'd been together for a really long time. My future, as far as I knew, all of it included him and all of my future plans, everything. So I was like this shattered mess in this moment. And this beautiful bear. And I've been there all week. Like I've been there the whole time and not, and I've been cooking bacon and no bear had showed up, but this bear shows up and then it just sits down. Kind of makes me want to cry actually when I talk about this and it just sits down and it tells me no matter what is happening right now, you're okay. I got you. And that's what it told me. And it did. And it sat there and it ate grass for hours. Well, the relationship that I thought was going to last forever um, was dissolving in that very moment. And it was that strength of that bear that really, and that protection of that bear and the love of that bear that really allowed me to like navigate and manage and, and while the relationship was dissolving over the next six months, it was that bear, that image of that bear sitting there saying, I got you, you got this, I got you, you got this, that like helped me navigate, do that. Um, so anyways, so the bear sat there and then we sat outside, dissolved the relationship um, and uh, you know, started the process of dissolving that relationship. Then that night, <laughs> so there was three animals that came to help me through that breakup. And so there was the black bear the second animal is the fox. So this fox shows up and I've had my water shoes all the whole time I was there out and no foxes have ever tried to steal them. But that night I apparently needed some comic relief. And so the fox comes, steals one of my water shoes and then comes back and tries to steal the other water shoe. And no matter what we're doing, he, he's determined to steal my second water shoe. And I 
put the water shoe in the in, back in the in the cottage and he goes away in the morning when i was saying going down to the water to say goodbye for my last morning swim i uh i find my water shoe and he peed on it <laughs> which again Fox medicine is mischievous and playful and, and there's a whole bunch of teachings in Fox medicine. And so, uh, again, that was the beginning of me understanding the Fox and needing the Fox and leading needing and foxes are adapting, very adaptable. And, and so I needed that magic and I needed that laughter and I needed all of those things to help me through that time in my life. And then the third animals that showed up for me was that night we're down at the dock and and you know dissolving and I'm devastated and there's lots of crying and things like that and the otters who I knew were there but I could I never actually saw them um, I saw remnants of them and I could hear them but I never actually saw them they actually came over and like crawled up on the deck and we're playing and doing all the things that crazy otters do, which are very entertaining and very funny. And again, the gifts of playfulness and laughter and a whole bunch of other teachings of the otter. And so those three animals as my guides and my teachers for the next, you know, six months to a year helped me really go through those things. And that's just one example of how animals have shown up for me um, in every capacity of my life. And, um, and again, the communication. And so I've always had, I've also had always had an animal companion, um, with me. Um, and this last year has been the longest I've ever had not been with an animal companion because my last, uh, companion Zeus, he was a South African, uh, Mastiff. He was a big boy. And you might in past episodes of uh, seen him walking, you know, like a giant, like a big giant <laughs> doofus <laughs> through the camera in the background. Anyways, so I had to put him down last August. Um, so it's been, it's been over a year since I've had an animal companion. So let's fast forward to now. I, uh, and again, so many animals have come to me in so many times of my life and so many teachers, uh, again, just so many before I get into TJ, I just want to, one of the things that I'm going to do in the extended version is talking about, well, how do we heighten our ability to understand and observe and understand the lessons of animals when they show up in our lives? And, um, and the gifts that they bring. And, you know, we all have the ability to connect to nature. And some of our gifts are some of people connect more with animals, some people connect more with, you know, the elements, some people connect more with, you know, plants, you know, we all have our skills and our gifts that may be dormant within us. Um, so in the extended version or the extended ending content, um, that's part of my uh, Guy Morissette special membership club. Um, I'm going to talk about, you know, how do we active, how do we figure out what that is for us and how do we activate, start to activate that. But one of the things that have been very helpful for me, my clients, my students um, over the years 
is this deck of animal cards. And it's called Messages from Your Animal Spirit Guides, Oracle Cards. And it's created by Stephen D. Farmer. And these cards have been all over the world with me. They've been to the Amazon, they've been to Costa Rica, they've been to Mexico, they've been to, you know, all through the States, they've been across Canada. When I travel, I always bring my animal deck with me. And this also this animal deck has seen a lot of adventures because when I used to, so in case you didn't know before, I was a holistic sexual wellness specialist and BDSM expert and a pro dom and all the things that I, all the sex stuff that I do in the world. I owned a pottery and drumming teaching studio and I did a lot of work with kids and taught a lot of children and did a lot of pottery and a lot of drumming and camps and all sorts of things. And one of the things that I used to do with the kids that they just loved was every day they would pick one of, we would, we would have a whole uh, time where they would pick one of the animal cards and we would talk about the lessons of that animal and the teachings of that animal. And then they would embody it and they would play kind of like animal charades. So they pick the animal, they'd act out the animal. We'd all have to guess what animal it was. And then we would all learn about that animal. And the kids just loved it. It was like this, they're one of their favorite things outside of doing pottery and drumming. And so I highly recommend if you happen to have children um, to get this deck, like I said, it's uh, messages from your animal spirit guides, oracle cards. The link will be in the show notes. Well, the, the, the write-up will be in the show notes uh, by Stephen D. Farmer. Okay. And uh, both, you know, like I talked about using them from that perspective of animal charades, but also it's a great way to start your journey of understanding what teachings and gifts and lessons the animals have to offer you. So I haven't picked an animal card today. So let's see what animal card. I'm going to pick one right now. Ooh, I got the chameleon. So this is what the card says. Stay in the background and adapt to the situation rather than being conspicuous and attempting to direct the course of events. <laughs> so basically the chameleons, a good reminder for me today to not be an uber control freak. <laughs> Let things unfold as they're supposed to be. Don't direct. Um, so Apparently, that's what I need today as a reminder. Don't be a control freak. Surrender. Okay. So over the years, it's just like, like a, me telling you about me talking to animals is like a big deal. Like this is kind of a, like, first of all, I didn't know that everybody didn't do it. Then when I found out everybody didn't do it, I was told that no one should know that you do it because that's going to get you like landed in a facility of some sort. Um, and people are going to be really uncomfortable with that. And then I just kind of kept it to myself. And throughout, you know, years of like, unless I was teaching, oh, the sun's really shining. I'm angelic at the moment. Sorry, guys. Um, unless I was teaching my magic 
mentorship program and course, which is, you know, if you're like, Ooh, I kind of like this whole idea of magic and, and, um, you know, Gaia's woo salad and, and, you know, magical being that she is. So I teach a course called essence magic for, for beginners, and it's a mentorship program. So we can unleash your gifts, not my gifts. I don't teach you about my gifts. I teach you about your gifts and I help you uh, unleash your magical gifts and harness them and use them from a place and use them in a way that supports you and the world to be a better place and doing it safely and ethically. And when I use the word magic, I just want to for everybody who is new to this and new to me talking about this, when I use the word magic, all magic is, is everything around us has a frequency, has a vibrational frequency, everything live, not live. Everything around us is made up of frequencies and the ability to harness that frequency uh, to understand that frequency, hear that frequency, feel that frequency, and then harness that frequency and then direct it for an intention with an intention and a purpose is what magic is. That's all magic is. And we can do that. And we do that a lot of times all the time without realizing we do it and you and without conscious intention. Okay. Even our emotions, our emotions have frequencies. So we can, that's why when you say, for example, you happen to be in a room and one minute you're feeling really, really happy. And then somebody walks into the room and they're all like angry. And it's like this big cloud of gloom that you can all of a sudden feel that is you feeling energy. You're feeling the energy and the frequency of that person. And depending on if whether or not it like, it's just like, oh, I don't really want to spend that time with that person or, oh, I've just absorbed it. Now I'm grumpy and it's affected me. All of that is magic. It's a form of magic. It's understanding and being affected by the energies and the frequencies around us. And as human beings, we are. Okay. So uh, essence, magic for beginners is teaching us how to recognize that, how to harness that, how to awaken your own gifts, all the things like that. Okay. So if you're interested, it'll be in the show notes. You can go and uh, check that out. Now, let's talk about my new animal companion who I love so much. His name is DJ. <laughs> He's a big giant galoot. <laughs> I really love, I really love the big guys. <laughs> who also have quite the personality and a little bit of an asshole streak um, in, in them. That's kind of a, if you meet all of my annual animal companions throughout my life, they all kind of the same, we kind of the same deal. It's a lot of the same with a lot of the boys that I date actually. <laughs> so anyways, um, so mistress cherry, who I love and adore, um, and you know, you see us together doing all sorts of things that we do together, um, in our confessions of a pro dominatrix. She realizes, and I tell her that I communicate with animals. So if she's telling me about her horse and I, without knowing it, I'm like, he's really sick. And she's like, how did you know he's really sick? And I'm like, well, I kind of talked to animals. And she's like, really? I said, yes. 
She's like, that's awesome. So she's like, do you help heal them? And I said, well, I help heal people using my gifts. I said, um, and yeah, I can, you know, help, you know, the animals, if they want help, I can help them go through their process of transforming, whether it's transitioning to the next evolution or leaving their body or whatever it is that they want. All right. So, oh, it's so annoying. The sun. I mean, the sun is beautiful. I mean, I love the sun, but it's like totally here. I might have to put this. There we go. No, no, there. Oh, here. <laughs> I can see all of my face. <laughs> Otherwise, I just look like an angel. We all know that's not true. <laughs> Don't try to read my clipboard. Okay. So what was I saying now? Oh, so TJ. So she's like, well, will you come meet him and, and see what's going on with him and, and see if he'll, you know, if he, you can do some stuff with him. So I went, I met him. He was so sad and he was so depressed and he had so much emotional trauma and stuff stored in his lungs. He was having lung issues. And so uh, I got his permission to do remote work, energy work with him. And I started working with him and we cleared his lungs and he's doing he's much better. He's like a totally different horse. He's transitioned. I've helped him and Mistress Cherry transition their relationship um, so that it's, you know, works best for both of them, better for both of them now. And he is like this incredible, magical being that I, you know, has, is amazing. He's a part of my life. Okay. And so we helped clear all of that stuff. And now he's healthier and he's doing great. And, and, um, and then I just, you know, fell in love with him. And um, it just makes me cry. It's so beautiful. So, you know, we go on adventures and energetic adventures all the time. And, um, you know, we, you know, he has some pet dragons and some vulture medicine, which I'll do another episode about, about um, the gifts of vultures and uh, all the adventures that I've been on with vultures. And, um, he's got some vultures and he's got some fairies and he's got a unicorn girlfriend and like he's just loving life and he also you know we've moved him in we moved his location and uh we just found and i'm so excited for him we just found like the best place where he gets to be the best version of himself possible where he gets lots of freedom and he gets to live outside which he loves and you know, he has a herd to play and frolic with. And, um, and so it's just incredible, but he's quite the character. So like I went yesterday and we're hanging out in person in real, real time, real time, um, instead of ether time, basically. And, um, me and Cherry are there together and, you know, Cherry's doing some work with him and we're clearing some trust issues. Cause you know, he has some stuff that we have to, you know, continue to heal. It's just like people, animals also get 
they get shit drama affects them and affects their, their bodies and their health and their well-being and all the things so anyways <laughs> so we're there yesterday and he's struggling he tells me he like he loves me but he loves cherry and he's a monogamous <laughs> and he doesn't know how to love both he would he would start to come over to me and he want and I could tell he could just feel he just wants to be and then he would look at Terry and be like oh I can't so then he would just stand in between us <laughs> the distance between us and he was just like oh I don't know what to do so uh apparently our my new animal companion is monogamous so gonna have to help him understand that it's okay to be poly you can be a poly horse <laughs> He can love more than one person <laughs> and it's okay that more than one person loves him. So that's my new animal adventure companion venture. And it's a good thing. That's all I have to say. It's a very good thing that I uh, talk to animals and I'm an animal communicator because I know nothing about horses and I'm learning all these things. And, you know, Mr. Sherry grew up with horses. So she's like, she's like this fierce, she's like this fierce horse goddess I just have to say like watching her in action yesterday was incredible like TJ's huge like I said he's huge and she's tiny and she's just like take control and did the thing and it was just it was it's just incredible it was incredible so I'm excited to learn to be a, you know a horse horse goddess uh like mistress cherry um but i'm on my way of becoming a horse whisperer so that's good because already i got you know uh, the other other horses are already talking to me so yeah so that's me in a nutshell talking to the gifts that i have of talking to animals um and of course all of the people close to me know this. And so I will get requests all the time. So can you talk to my cat? <laughs> can you talk to my dog? What's going on? And um, the reason I don't actually do this professionally is because owners usually don't like to hear what their pets have to say about them. <laughs> it's usually not nice. So anybody, if you're like, I'm struggling with my animal and you're like, you know, maybe a guy can help me. I uh, would love to help you. You have to be prepared to listen to what your animal has to say. And it may not be good. It may be, they may not be happy. They may want to change their location. They may want a new owner. They like, there's, you know, there's usually stuff going on. So um, or you have to change your behavior or their behavior is a direct reaction to your behavior. So if you're going to reach out to me after this episode and you're like, I need your help with my, you know, my animals in my life, I would love to do that. And um, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's one of my many magical gifts. Um, but be prepared that I will only take your animal on as a client um, if you're willing to do what they need from you, if you're not, and, and most likely they're not going to tell you what you want to hear. 
and I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. So if you want to, if you really want to do the change, then reach out to me. Otherwise you're not going to like the answer. (laughs) Okay. Very important. Now, if you're like, okay, this was really fascinating. And uh, Gaia is even more fabulous than I thought she was. Um, and you want to connect to who you are as a magical being, because that's part of why I'm here. That's why the universe nudged me this morning to have this, to record this, um, is that I'm here to help you find and activate who you are as a magical being. And I have a beautiful program to help you with that and guide you through that process so that you can do it safely. If you know me at all, I'm all about safety, 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 whether it's BDSM, magic, sex, (laughs) whatever it is, don't run with scissors, okay? (laughs) Whether it's in the ethers, in the magical realm, or in the real world. Safety, safety, safety. All right. I love you. And, the ex- and check out the extended episode in uh, Gaia Morissette's special membership club, um, where we talk about uh, many things that is censored. And usually um, this, ep- this part will be very tame, but uh, there's a lot of the other aspects of the membership uh, will make you blush. <laughs> Think about me uncensored. <laughs> That'll either terrify you or extremely excite you, excite you extremely. <laughs> All right. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Listen to your intuition. Listen to the nudges. And you are amazing. Mwah. Thanks for following. Thanks for listening. And tell your people. My orgasmic life is always an adventure. Bye-bye. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you, encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. (laughs) I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience, and I love and adore you guys. So quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex, or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator, um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is my orgasmic life podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments. Also come join me on Facebook, at my orgasmic life podcast, Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you, what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want, I want to know. Because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what, how am I affecting you? (laughs) So please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, 
if you're like, but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option. We have that. You can email my slutty assistant, Layla at GaiaMorissette.com. Okay, listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye-bye.